You want to go ahead and talk? <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. No. Do it. No. Do it. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone and welcome to a, a brand new edition of Word Bros. Word Bros. My name is Bob. Hello and welcome. I'm Kevin. And this week we have a very exciting show. Rafer Roberts is here. You know him from all of his fantastic work at Valiant Comics. He has a new book coming out called Modern, Modern Fantasy. Fantasy. Yes. Yeah. It sounds. It looks great. Guys. Yeah, it looks really cool, man. I'm excited to talk to him about it. Kevin got this guest. Uh, Kevin be getting all the guests, man. You be get you a guest ghetto. I mean, I try and get us people to talk to. Yeah, you met this dude last year at Heroes, yes? Uh, yes, I did. And, that's why and he was next to us. So yeah, we, yeah. we ended up talking the whole day. That's why I'm going to Heroes, just to see Kevin meet lots of people. Because every time I go to a show with Kevin, we don't meet nobody. Kevin goes by himself. <laughs> Kevin meets the whole fucking world. That's true. I do meet a lot of people when I go by myself. Who did you meet last week at Awesome I went Con? to Awesome Con, yeah. So I met Sean Gordon Murphy. <laughs> you met and- Sean Gordon Murphy. Like Kevin texted me and said, yeah, I'm going to dinner with Sean Gordon Murphy. I was like, what the, f- how? And he's like, oh, Christian Dabari knows him, who we're going to have on the show soon, hopefully. Yeah, yeah I talked to him about that. Yeah. yeah. So Chris and I, like, long story short, Chris and I are, uh, we've been told we look alike, and that's how we kind of became friends with people who are asking me if I've ever been told I look like Christian DeBar. I had no idea what Christian looked like. Um, and then we became friends kind of that way, or we kind of knew each other before that, but then people would say that we looked alike. I think we knew each other for a little bit before that, but we became better friends. Yeah. And the idea that people kept on joking that we looked a lot alike. So um, Chris and I have never met. We've only talked online and been friendly online. And so we've always said we were going to meet one day. And so, face, bro, for like a wrestling match, to, and the winner has to change their face. I mean, that would be that would be like a Nick Cage John Travolta movie. <laughs> that would be amazing, but like, uh, no, that's not what happened. No, oh, that'd have been cool. We we kept. I kept on joking <laughs> that you can't meet your doppelganger, and we're each other's doppelganger. So now the whole universe is unraveling. So oh, like, cool! Like, Just in time. Yeah. Right. So, um. But Chris, Chris knew Sean Gordon Murphy, and so he happened to be around. And so you just got to kick it with Sean Gordon Murphy for a little while. Yeah, That's yeah. Awesome. Was, I mean, I didn't. It's not like I was like his best friend at the end. No, time. of course not. But I mean, you can still at least. Yeah, I shook his hand and met him, and he called me. Like that's where the Dabari 2.0 came from. You can claim to know him and be like, "Oh, that's my man's in them," and then uh... <laughs> I wouldn't do that either because it wasn't like that. But he was really nice. I will say. Like, being, like, how big he is, and if, if you guys think about comics and think about Sean Gordon Murphy, he's freaking huge in comics. Yeah. And, like, he was super, super nice and super cool. He was, like, you know, 
what are you drinking? I'll buy you a drink. And I was like, I got to drive home, but I appreciate it. Like, so it, he was super. He's like, hey, I'll buy you a car. Don't worry about it. I got you. <laughs> he didn't say that. He I said, I'll buy you a drink. And that would have been awesome if he said he bought me a car. That would have been great. I would have got a new car right there. I'll That'd pay be... for your taxi. It would have been like Oprah. <laughs> you <laughs> get a Sean Gordon Murphy car. You get a car. You get a Sean Gordon Murphy car. Well, that's awesome. So he was super nice. Yeah. That's and, actually uh, Stephanie. Yeah. That's why I'm doing Heroes this year. Because, well, I'm doing Heroes for two reasons. One, because I told Drew, uh, our buddy Drew Moss, that I wanted to go to the show. And he said, if I go, he'll cry. So I want to see Drew cry. <laughs> and the second reason is um, I want to see who Kevin knows because he knows everybody. And I know when I hang out with you, we ain't going to meet no fucking buddy because that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know everybody. Like everybody kind of like knows who I am because I'm always around. Because you're that's... a stud. That has nothing to do with that. You're, everybody's like, this guy's the best dude ever. What does he write? I have no, no idea, but he's yeah. just... <laughs> he's at every con, but yeah. I have no idea what he does. He, yeah. does <laughs> he, he does something with comics, but I don't know what. I but don't he even knows know everybody. It's so odd. Isn't that guy Christian Dabari? It's <laughs> <laughs> the only reason why I meet people. Well, let's enough talk about Christian Dabari, who I'm sure is wonderful. And we'll find out soon because we're going to have him on the pod. But let's talk to another one of Kevin Cuff's dear friends who he met a couple of years ago at Heroes. Ladies and gentlemen, we present Rafer Roberts. Nice intro. Yeah, man, I'm great. You are. Okay, good. Had to turn it off speaker. It's working really weird. Uh, but but you have uh, you have reached us through the internet portal, and you are now on Word yes. Bros. We welcome <laughs> Rafer Roberts. Hello, Rafer. Hello. Now, you are like Mr. Valiant Comics, huh? You do everything over there. Uh, not, nothing current. I had <laughs> been doing a couple of things. Oh, okay, but... so now, now all my preparation is gone now. I got nothing, so I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh, oh, he's muted again. Is that my face? There you go. There. Yes, yeah, you're good. All right. I still hear you. I just don't see you anymore. What'd you do? Covered up with like a napkin or something? <laughs> oh, I'm just talking into the phone. Okay. This so technology it's... thing, man. I don't know. <laughs> are now are you actually like a technophobe like Kevin, or are you just having technical difficulties with Zoom? I have never used Zoom before in my life. Uh, see, I, I prefer Zoom. As a podcaster, um, okay. it's, it's nice because it records everything in app, which is okay. very nice. So I don't have to, like, play uh, Hitchcock and piece nine pieces of audio together to get one coherent interview. So it's very nice this way. Ah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Because <laughs> I ain't got time for that, man. Pod, you know, when you podcast for free, Jack, I ain't got time to be spending all days and nights trying to piece together audio. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, I mean, it's it's I different. It's like, yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I I fear all new and different things. <laughs> it's it's fair. It's a, that's a fair yeah. appraisal of Zoom. Yeah. Now, uh, now. I, I still, didn't like it. At I first. draw. I draw with ink. I, I I write with my hands. You write with your hands. Get out of town. How is oh, that? I'm just a. I'm a 20th century boy. I don't know. <laughs> How is writing with hands? I can't remember the last time I've actually... I don't even think I know how to hold a pencil properly. Oh. <laughs> I don't know either. That's why my hands hurt all the damn time. <laughs> so maybe there is a thing to this 
technological advancement thing. Yeah, but there is, like, you have to use your pinchers properly. Your pinchers, your pinchers. The hands turn into pinchers after a while. Yeah, right. (laughs) Tell me about it. So, so, okay, so you are no longer doing things currently with uh, Valiant. So, but Kevin says you have a new book coming out through Dark Horse Comics. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's true. That's that's still good. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's uh, called it's called Modern Fantasy. Okay. Uh, it's with uh, co-creator and artist uh, Kristen Gudsnuck. Now she's who, lovely. Yeah, her uh, stuff on Hench Girl was absolutely amazing. Um, so that's what actually got us starting to work together. Um, she had been handing out copies of Hench Girl at uh, New York Comic Con a few years ago. I managed to get a copy of it and uh, sent like a admiration email, and then uh, started working on modern fantasy which is basically a like modern day williamsburg but if the entire world history was uh, dungeons and dragons modules fantasy novels so you got orcs and goblins going on bad tinder dates uh <laughs> goblin bistros uh young ranger moves to the city dreaming adventure but gets a dead-end data entry job just to pay the bills mm, uh, sounds great mm-hmm. it sounds it sounds amazing sounds like my life now yeah, yeah. yeah. orcs on tinder Plenty of. That's all there is. I've I've seen Tinder. <laughs> I've seen it, man. I've yeah. seen it with my own eyes. I've heard I've heard of that one. Like the the Zoom thing, not so much, but I've heard of Tinder. All right, I'm, so, I'm, I'm, all I'm, right, all right. <laughs> get him, get him, Rafer. Get him, right? <laughs> um. That was quick, Kevin. You sold me out really fast to a more I, successful I, writer. That was impressive. I did. I did. Yeah, I did get that. get him, get him. Get him. Get him. We'll, see, right. we'll see what happens when Rafer leaves, dude, because he's got to leave eventually. <laughs> then it's just you and me, bro. Then I'm in trouble. So this, uh. so this new book, Modern Fantasy, it's like if Legend of Zelda went horribly wrong and uh, Link is actually just some schlub who lives next door to you. Kind of, yeah. Um, it's wonderful. Yeah, well, or if you were actually like descended from uh, a race of barbarian warrior champions. Uh, but through the years, all of those jobs got automated or sent overseas, and now you're uh, sitting there at a call center taking orders for uh, new supplements. That sounds really interesting. Now, how did you come up with this this super fun idea? Uh, basically, Kristen and I came up with it together. Uh, she gave me a writing prompt, which was just magic, which uh, she hadn't done any stories with magic in it before and wanted to do something. Okay. And that somehow evolved into what modern fantasy is. Uh, it's very difficult. I, I don't even see the through line anymore, and I was there for it. So I'm not, I, I, I can't even speak to the evolution. It just went from magic to modern day Dungeons and Dragons world. That's, I got to tell you, that's really impressive to do, though, that you took a single word magic and turned it into this beautiful fantasy land. That's wonderful. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, in fairness, I was also trying to come up with something I wanted to see Kristen draw too, and I wanted, yeah. I wanted like uh, different monsters and fantasy beasts, but also um, real world like human characters because you got uh, Sage, the the uh, ranger girl. Um, there's a dwarf maiden who's awesome. Her name is Gondra, daughter of Mithra. <laughs> works at uh, at a wait wait. Uh, she's a waitress at a uh, local small eatery okay. with her. Uh, Co-worker is a elf from the Crystal Kingdoms named Darkwind. He's come to the big city to be an actor, but all he gets are uh, very stereotypical typecast roles in commercials uh, for like Minotaur milk. Okay. Uh, 
<laughs> which is absolutely disgusting in a uh, in a fantasy world where the Minotaur is just walking around. Uh, there's your neighbor. You get to drink his milk. Uh, are, you, are you doing any art on this as well, or no? Uh, I'm not, at least not for the first arc. Um, and I say that uh, it is just a mini series at this point. Okay. It, but if uh, people are into it and the sales uh, warrant it, uh, I think everybody involved would love to do more going the line. And Kristen had had the idea of something down the line where she would write a script because she both writes and draws herself and then make me draw something. Oh, so, that's we'll see. That's yeah. Amazing. So, yeah, we'll get to it. Hopefully, we get a chance to do that. And hopefully, she takes it really easy on me. <laughs> now, see, that, that's something that, that I was going to mention earlier. Rafer is a double threat. He can write and draw. God, you lucky son of a gun. How did you pull that one off? <laughs> and yet, I still, but I still like working with artists who are better than me. So, because <laughs> drawing is slow, it takes forever. Writing a script, uh, I mean, it's got its own challenges, but it is generally faster. Generally yes. faster. So I like well, doing we, that. We, we like working with artists who are better than us, too. We just happen to like schmooze really well. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's interesting because both of us write and draw comics. So it, um, there really is hardly, there's a lot of back and forth. Uh, it does make the discussions and the plotting sessions and, Kristen was doing layouts for the third issue the other day and just the uh, back and forth text messages for that. Uh, it's different. It's different working with somebody else who writes. Um, it takes a lot of pressure off of me because I don't have to uh, be in charge of every aspect of the writing. I don't, if something slips through, uh, Kristen's there to catch it. The ed- editorial is there to catch it too. But I don't know. It's just more fun. It's like bouncing ideas off of people. It's, it's like, it's like playing a game of tennis. Like you're just hitting the ball back and forth and you know, you can really kind of s- snowball an idea into something quite wonderful. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now you said issue three, how many issues are we looking at for modern fantasy, which hit stores on June 27th? Uh, total of four. Okay. Um, they're all written. Uh, Kristen's plugging away, uh, getting it done. And I, I've, the first two issues, uh, as of right now, are completely done, and they're absolutely gorgeous to the point where I'm laughing at my own jokes again. So Which that's is good, always right? a good. It's always a good sign. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it wonderful to laugh at your own jokes? <laughs> it's been so long since I wrote the script, too, so it, I think that helps. But also, Kristen's art is just absolutely amazing. Yeah, and, dude. Yeah. That, that Hench Girl book took off because she did that yeah. through Scout Comics, and then Dark Horse picked it up. So that's amazing. Yeah, I think that's a real testament to how uh, good a cartoonist she is. Now, is it a lot of pressure? Like you said, it's nice, but like, are you afraid that she's going to write better jokes and you and be like, yeah, I don't even need you, Rafer. Like, you're just, you're just dead weight at this point, bro. Hit the bricks. Well, I mean, I, I hope so. I hope she does. Uh, like, she does like a lot of uh, good background jokes and um, like most of the signage that you'll see in the book uh, comes straight from Kristen. She'll, she'll ask me some stuff and I'll, I'll basically pitch uh, signage or like, restaurant names oh, i think my favorite that. one so far is uh the deli of the beast uh, <laughs> that's that's my favorite one that i got in there so far um but no it's great and it, everything that she does uh with, with her work on the book it just makes the book better and in turn and then by that uh law of reciprocity uh it makes me look better so 
I'll take credit for stuff. I don't know. I won't. Take stuff. I will gladly point out everything that uh, Kristen brought to the book, but no, it just makes the book better. So now you've also been nominated, nominated for an Eisner in the past. Is what? that not true? Is that not true? That is not true. It's not true. No, That's I've been nominated for Harvey awards. Harvey. Uh, and I was in a Harvey award-winning anthology, but that okay. I don't count that. All right, we got it. Well, no, you should because you're still you won, yeah. right? You said it won. Did you say it won or nominated? I was still trying to, to yell at our our crack research staff, which is really dropping the ball over here today. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'll take credit for that, but no, I mean, I was uh, I did a page for the. Um, Dream a little, dream another dream. Uh, Locust Moon, Little Nemo anthology, okay. uh, which had guys like Bill Sienkiewicz, Paul Pope, uh, Dean Hashbill, uh, like everybody, everybody in comics was in that, and that won uh, Eisner awards. Okay, but okay. but it didn't win it because of me. Well, yeah, I, just had, I was in it. Um, well, that's what I mean, though. I mean, if you won, if you then you pretty much by proxy won an Eisner, right? Until there's an Eisner Award physically sitting in my house, okay, I okay. did not win an Eisner. Yeah, but, but like, I will like, gladly say that I was in an Eisner Award-winning anthology. Yeah, because okay. like, but like, I didn't win one. A World Series team, like the 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 guy who washes the uniforms, gets a ring. I think so. I mean, like he gets to say, "Yeah, I was part of the Cubs World Championship. That was me." See those clean New jerseys? I did that. So you can say that you did that. Like you are a part of the team, man. There's no there's no World Series ring on my finger. There's no Eisner on my shelf. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we could take, get you one. Oh, <laughs> it, it, hey, if comes the day that I win an Eisner award. I will never let anybody not know that. I will wear that freaking thing around my neck on a chain. You'll be like the slave of comics? Yeah, I'll just walk around New York Comic Con with that dangling from my neck. (laughs) I'm going to hold you to that. Yeah. Oh, Oh, I would love to look at your portfolio here. Oh, don't mind me. That's just the Eisner. Oh, the Eisner Awards in the way. Oh, I can't get in. Oh, you need to see my badge? Oh, it's behind my eyes. Now. It's, so, it's so heavy. Oh, God. Oh, my neck hurts so bad from carrying around my Eisner award. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be a real dick if I ever win one. Dude, why not, man? Do yeah. it. You know, even if you're nominated, you should be a real, a real knucklehead about it, too. That would be yeah. fun. <laughs> you know? Uh, that's can... really yeah that's no different than how i am now though honestly <laughs> not a dick no don't say that you seem like a, a quite a nice fellow he's super nice even though you uh, won't let us look at your face because <laughs> you're too beautiful i am the only reason I'm, i don't want to do that is i am lying flat on my back <laughs> on my bed just relaxing and the angle is like seven chins so oh, okay, you, okay, okay. You you're not getting my face. All right, so you're I saying got, it's it's vanity. <laughs> yes, no, all is vanity. It's <laughs> I got I have an image, an image as a very pretty boy to uphold. Really? Okay, so we've never met yeah. in person, so now I can't wait yeah. to to meet you. I just imagine like a uh, classy Freddie Blassie or something. You're just gonna come strolling down the aisle with a cane and a mirror. Somebody holding a mirror for yeah, you. Yeah, just busting the asses of all these pencil neck geeks in my way. That's <laughs> one. Really we got theme music too. Yeah, that sounds great, man. What would it be? Yeah, what would your theme music be? Well, it's, 
Well, now I want it to be Pencil Neck Geek, but maybe like the, the Mr. Bungle cover of it. I think that would be all right. That would be good. That's yeah. a, good, a good choice. Now, Pencil Neck Geek, wasn't that on the original rock and wrestling soundtrack? It might have been. I know it was on like a four-song EP that he put out. Okay. That, but that was like the big hit off okay. of it. I, I don't remember the other three. Because the, the main song I remember for, do you remember that wrestling soundtrack that I'm talking about that came out in the 80s? I think, yeah, it's the one that's got them, like, them all on the cover. Yeah. Uh, yes. Just sort of like staring up at the camera. It's like a really very like, poorly shot. They let Nikolai Volkov sing Cara Mia for some reason. And, oh, uh, God. And Hillbilly Jim's was Don't Go Messing with a Country Boy. <laughs> I yeah, I don't, think I, ever, I don't think I ever subjected myself to listening to it, but <laughs> I have seen it. I remember I was such a WWF fan as a kid that I remember I had that record. And I also had, I don't know if you remember this, Hulk Hogan um, put out like a little kid's workout video and like barbell oh, set. And I had that as a kid too. I bought it at her. My parents bought it for me at Herman sports. And I had like a Hulk Hogan audio tape that he would tell you how to work out properly. And there were dumbbells and weights. And, like, oh, and it, man, it was pretty awesome. So it was was like, he calling you bro- brother the whole time? Yes, he was. <laughs> like Step one, brother. <laughs> Shoot yourself up with some amphetamines. <laughs> Down yourself with hydrochloric steroids. <laughs> you when you down. put your steroids in, brother, you gotta yeah. put them in your butt. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, come again. <laughs> Mommy, where do we keep the syringes? That's good. This is, this is taking a dark turn for it has. Hogan's career. Well, yeah. I mean, Hulk Hogan himself, though, has taken a dark turn. Yes. You know, uh, he'd be better off dying young, like all the other ones, as opposed to just being some crazy old racist. <laughs> true. You know? So, yeah, dude, so you got this thing coming out in June. Uh, I hate to do the comic thing, but what else are you working on, bro? What else you got? Uh, I'm working on more Nightmare of the Rat comics. Uh, that's uh, the one I write and draw. It's just a little demon rat breaks into people's apartments, rips the teeth out of their faces, ah! throws, them in the, throws them up in the moonlight, dances. He's so got a, uh, yeah, it's, it's for all ages. <laughs> you keep it next to the steroids. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's no cursing. It's just a little bit of body horror, but it's funny. What? It is a comedy. All right. He's got a, uh, he's got a nemesis. It's a uh, morning breathy owl. It's an adorable little owl that poops in people's mouths, uh, <laughs> defouling the mouth so that Nightmare won't want to steal the teeth. Oh. It's, now, what is it, this book called? Nightmare of the Rat. Nightmare of the Rat. I've never heard of this thing before. You know, part of me doesn't even know if it really exists, but I want it to so badly. It does. Well, you should, if you're, in, yeah, if you're in front of a computer right now, you can type in nightmareoftherat.com and oh. it'll bring up uh, the latest adventure. All right, Nightmare of the Rat, a newspaper collection by Rafer Roberts. I'm looking at your Kickstarter for this, so this is indeed real. Okay, all right. Now, do you do this as, so is this like a webcomic? Uh. Well, it's designed for print just because it's got this early 1900s style aesthetic, which okay. looks really good on a uh, full-size newspaper. Okay. So, which is how I print it. It's uh, like a, it's it like a like 16 a by, yeah, yeah, it's like 16 by 20 it. newspaper. Really? Um, yeah. yeah. This sounds amazing. I yeah. And <laughs> yeah, I put it online just for serialization, but it's meant really to be read in print. Wow. This is really creepy looking like, look at that mouse. <laughs> 
Look at, I mean, I'm looking at it right I'm now. I'm laughing at your face. Wow, it's this is really like that. That dude looks like uh, a world famous mouse. Everyone knows if he had a really bad meth problem. <laughs> <laughs> this is really kind of awesome. So you draw it's and great. write this? Yeah. Yeah, that one's a lot of fun. It scratches a uh, very specific itch in my brain, which is. Uh, Let's just draw some weird shit. That's now, good. Now, if I wanted to pick this up in print, where could I do that? Is it on Amazon or something like that? No. Nah, uh, basically, the only place you can get that is from me. Okay. Uh, so, plasticfarm.com. All right. Or uh, there should be a link on nightmaretherat.com to my store as well. And if there isn't, I need to fix that. Okay. Wow, this thing is pretty intense. I'm looking at Nightmare the Rat and Horse by Rafer Roberts from 2014. Yeah, that's a good one. This thing, I, I'm now, how, now you update this every Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, there's a backlog. I took about a year and a half off uh, of serializing it online. Just it's a very intensive comic to draw. There's so much <laughs> cross hatching. Every page is like two pages of actual comics. Um, so yeah, it's just pretty intensive. Uh, so Ew. it's queued up right now till about August. Okay. So it'll run at least uh, through August and a little bit longer uh, as I finish up like the last 10 or 15 strips. Okay. Now let me ask you, like he's hugging the horse before he takes his teeth. That's real messed up, man. Like, now why <laughs> he's, does got he... a, he's got a heart. Now why does he want everyone's teeth is what I want to know. Like I got to know more about this. this is... <laughs> you got you to keep reading for that. Okay, that's, so uh, that's good. All right. And there's there a... actually is a reason. Okay. Everybody, that's the thing that everybody asks me about and I can't tell them okay. because it comes up Towards the end, and the okay. owl, we'll find and the, out. All right, and the owl shows up and poops in everybody's mouth, huh? Yeah. Wow. It's. it's a, I, I knew you would like it. Wow. I mean, I'm just like, I'm kind of shocked and offended, but I'm like, this sounds really great. Like, <laughs> like I think that's the intent. Like, you're supposed to be shocked and offended and want more. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's what I'm going for. I want uh, the ideal experience after finishing uh, Nightmare the Rat is to just sort of sit back. Think to yourself, what the hell did I just read? That's exactly then, what I'm thinking right now at this very yeah. moment. And then go to the next one. Like, I'm wondering about you as an individual and a human being, sir. And like, <laughs> I'm questioning many things about, about you and your existence. But it sounds really killer. Yeah. And, like, and what does it say about me as a man that I would be like, this sounds neat. Like, like now I'm doing some real kind of deep soul searching in this point. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, we can't say much. We wrote about an anthropomorphic metal shark that that plays heavy metal. So I yeah, mean, but I mean, yeah. this thing is. I mean, wow. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna judge you for loving Nightmare of the Rat. <laughs> I just hope my family I, does it. That's he's my. <laughs> he's my child, and I want to share his his joyful teeth stealing gift with the world. Now, where did the idea from this come from? If you don't mind me asking. Which I'm uh, sure you don't because you're on no. a podcast talking about comics. <laughs> My God, so many questions. What did I come here for? <laughs> the third degree. It's, uh, basically, there was a old Laurel and Hardy movie, uh, Babes in Toyland, uh -huh. or uh, March of the Wooden Soldiers. It goes by two different names, depending on which uh, bad bootleg you get to watch. Uh, it's basically they're in this nursery rhyme fairy tale land. So you got like the three little pigs, uh, big bad wolf, like uh, little Miss Muffet. Uh, and it's all done in a style that I guess was supposed to be cute and adorable. But in that 
early 1930s way where it actually is terrifying <laughs> and uh, scarring. Okay. And there's a character, I'm not sure, um, there's, they took an actual monkey and dressed it up in a mouse costume, but I think the monkey was drunk or the costume was too heavy because it moved as if its head was, it just was like, it was awful. It looked like it was sick. Um, but I just started, I had been drinking that night, so I, I kept drawing it in my sketchbook. I was actually pausing the movie so I could draw it. And uh, it was a couple months later, me and uh, a couple guys down in Washington, D.C. started putting out our own newspaper, uh, Magic Bullet, and I needed something for that newspaper. So I just took uh, this weird little rat thing out of my sketchbook, gave him something to do, which was steal people's teeth, uh, and just <laughs> made a comic around him. And now the challenge is every episode trying to find a new, exciting way to have the same exact story of Nightmare the Rat steals somebody's teeth. Wow. Okay. All right. So it just gets it gets weirder and weirder. All right. As I try not to bore myself or the reader. Okay. All right. So this is not the only thing he's done like that, though. It's isn't there the uh, Dark Side and Thanos car buddies? I can't remember the exact name. Yeah, uh, Thanos and Darkseid, Carpool Buddies of Doom. Car- Carpool Buddies of Doom. See. Okay. Yeah. Like now tell me about this then. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, that is a bootleg comic that Justin Jordan and I uh, do occasionally. Okay. All came about that Justin and I were just like ran into each other at New York Comic Con one year uh, and we're discussing uh, the Baltimore Comic Con, which had been a few weeks before, uh, talking about having seen the most awesome Dark Side cosplayer we've ever seen. Uh, and then later in the show, seeing the most awesome Thanos cosplayer we've ever seen. And then at the end of the show, watching them walk out together and wondering, <laughs> huh, where are they going? <laughs> so Justin had the idea of just putting them in a the car and having their adventures, at which point I declared that I was going to be the one who draw that for them. Okay. And literally like a week later, the first one went up online. And ah. uh, actually, for all the things I've done in comics, it's the one that probably had the most, the largest impact on my career. Really? In that. Yeah, it got shared everywhere. Um, like, different websites picked it up. I think Will Wheaton retweeted it. Wow. Um, yeah, so that actually is what got me uh, originally the job at Valiant because uh, the editor at the time wanted Justin and I to do similar style stories with the Valiant characters for, like, their anniversary issues. Uh, okay. And then I liked working for Valiant, and when the anniversary issues stopped, I sent in like a writing package just uh, as a tryout and then I got to write some books. Everybody has a different way in because I thought that what would happen is you would post something like this and you would immediately get like a cease and desist, but you got into comics that way. <laughs> well, I mean, I was in comics before. Just nobody knew who I was. Yeah, but I'm just saying this. this <laughs> so if, that's kind of like the old ass, yeah. like if a tree falls in the woods and nobody's there to hear it, doesn't make a sound kind of thing. Yeah, so Kevin if you're, if you're in... technically in comics, but I mean... Yeah. Nobody knows so, who we are. But. So what you got to do is spend 15 years, uh, build up your ability to make comics, okay. and then do like one really popular fan service comic, uh-huh. uh, fan art comic, and then th- then that's it. That's how you get into comics. Dude, that sounds that's how you do it. It sounds so easy and so quick. Yeah. <laughs> but the comic strip is actually great. Like, I mean, it is really funny. Yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. To, the first one was just uh, 
Thanos and Darkseid, they're talking about coffee. <laughs> the second one, Justin had us put uh, Doctor Doom in the back seat, and they're talking about TV shows. And then, like a true sadist, he then put in the third one all of their kids in the car. So now there's six people in this car. Uh, so it's it's Thanos, Doctor Doom, and Darkseid, Orion, Kristoff Doom, and Gamora okay. in the back seat, and trying to draw. Uh, to so many, he's gonna he's gonna put freaking Galactus in the car the next time. I swear <laughs> to God, I know it. <laughs> but, but it is really a lot of fun drawing them, and actually drawing um, Orion as a snotty bratty teenager in the back seat was uh, <laughs> something I didn't realize I wanted to do so bad. But okay. it, was, it was a lot now, of fun. Now, who's driving the car? Uh, in the first one, it's. Uh, dark side. Okay. And he drives a shitty little uh, Volkswagen Jetta. Ah, okay. <laughs> but Thanos picks up. He's got his um, big old Mercedes SUV looking thing. So, okay, uh, all right. Yeah, because he's fancier. Okay. And and a joke that I I wanted to put in, but I didn't think anybody would get it. Um, the Thanos's SUV is painted yellow, and I wanted to put his name big along the side because then it would match that helicopter he was flying. In that Spidey Super Stories, where he like drops the cosmic cube. <laughs> so I gave him just I gave him a personalized license plate instead. Okay, All right. okay, <laughs> okay. That's now like how much thought went into the the cars of Thanos and Darkseid? Like was way it... too much, way really? too much thought. Really? That okay? Yeah, I was like, well, what would they drive? Now, what were some of the other options for uh, Darkseid? You're oh, there was none. He always he was always going to drive a uh, shitty, beat up car. Okay, because he hate he hates life. Okay, and that I just can... seems just seems right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, and then for Thanos, he just he's just pushing. He's a showboat. Yeah, yeah, he's a showboat. He wants the biggest, the best. Okay, it's <laughs> really like great. like the gauntlet. Like yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's got to have bling. It's got to have yeah. bling. Yeah, yeah. and it's an SUV because he's in love with death. <laughs> <laughs> This is, this is very creative. This is, yeah. we're, learn, we're learning a lot about Thanos. So when you're going to the movie this year and you see him on screen, just picture him like driving around in a giant Mercedes SUV and you'll be like, it makes total sense. Now. That's not hard to do given yeah. the images I've seen of Thanos online. Like he could be in a giant SUV. With the, never know. My glove, bro. Check out my glove, bro. <laughs> you have a glove, bro? No. No, bro. If, he, if Thanos gets into a uh, Mercedes at any point during this movie, uh, Disney will be hearing from my lawyers. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. All right. I hope I'm now I'm praying it happens. I'm not because I really, I have nothing to back up that thread. <laughs> I, there's, there is, I have, I'm bluffing. They win. No, don't they, do they it. They can have my house. They can have my house. <laughs> what does yeah. Dr. Doom drive? We haven't gotten to that yet. Okay. Um, but I want to try to figure out a way to get that one stupid meme that keeps going around that photoshopped one where he's with the uh, submariner he blows in the horn uh and then he's driving the big weird frog monster dragon thing so i was thinking that that would be doom's car i love doom i don't know see I, but there's no room for anybody else on it so i, I don't know i can't figure out how to make that work see the weird part is like dr doom is one of my favorite super villains of all time but i can't think about what kind of car he would drive Wow, that's a, that is a good question. What kind of car would Doctor Doom drive? He drives like a rocket. 
He drives a <laughs> rocket. A he stole the fantastic car just to be a dick. He stole the fantastic car. Or his car would just be a, like a larger version of himself. So he'd like drive. <laughs> the car would just like be like a giant Doctor Doom head because all things are doom. It's true. Yes, it's true. Wow, you're. A, I mean, you're a genius, man. You're a genius. <laughs> I would love just to hang out with you, just to hear what you come up with during the day. Like this is just really fun. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking so many things at this moment. Like I'm almost kind of like shell shocked by just the awesomeness that is your brain. Like this is really fun. This is why I told you I had fun at Heroes that year. I was like, yeah, we've been talking, we've been talking all day. It was been, it was fun. Kevin comes back and he's like ranting and raving about you and I was like well let's talk to him and we finally have and you're a solid dude Rafer thanks I I think I'm I I am fun in small doses so I think that's why I'm a good convention friend that's what I've always said about myself yeah yeah (laughs) hang out for me for like a few hours over the course of like three or four days and you're left with the impression that yeah, I like that Rafer guy. I get this. Now you move in with me for a month. Like, I want to kill that motherfucker dead. Like, I feel the same <laughs> way about me. Like, I think I'm a fun dude in small doses, but I feel yeah. bad for my wife and kids because, like, we got we to gotta hang out with this guy all the time. This is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about for ourselves? We have to hang out with ourselves nonstop. I, know. I, I can't get away from can't get away from me. I don't have any friends because I'm so <laughs> aggravated. That's, that's not really, true. That's really great. Both of you guys are great. Aww. Oh, Kev, stop. <clears throat> right, so, so modern romance modern fantasy comes out on the 27th of june yep. um is the are the orders out for that now like the the pre-order code because i just saw it joe oh, you scared them. yeah just just hit previews it's in previews right now okay uh so yeah you walk into your store tell them you want modern fantasy comes out from dark horse june 27th rafer roberts kristen goodsnuck that's really awesome do you have the pre-order code, Bob? You usually do. Man, come oh, for- on, Kev. Why are you putting me on the spot? Now i got to find the code. I just found the story on Comic Book News, whatever the Majigger website is. I, 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 saw the, I saw the art for it when I, when I talked to him at uh, AwesomeCon, and it was well, great. The artwork is pretty dope. I mean, it's, it's I, great. Love, I love her art style. It's really fantastic. Uh, oh, so good. Yeah, she's got a really great style. It's very cool. It looked like an orc or something was a teacher because he had the bottom teeth and he had the glasses on. I love oh, it. that's yeah, that's Bakhtar. He is uh, Sage of the Riverlands co-worker. He is the one uh, mighty barbarian now just working at the call center. Ah, okay, okay. He looked like a teacher. I thought he looked. I was like, yeah. oh, he looks like a teacher. He gives me he call gives center. me an office call space center. vibe, like yeah, the yeah, boss. Yeah. Oh yes. Space. Yeah, that's He's, what I got from him. He's all the cliches, but in barbarian speak. <laughs> that's so awesome. That's <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to find the order code, but I can't find it. Um, what I'll do is I'll make sure I find it. And I'll put it at the end of the at the beginning at the end of the podcast, so people can pick this up because this looks like okay. a lot of fun. I'm really excited for this, and I'm really excited for everything else that you're doing. This it's pretty rad, dude. Pretty yeah, dang. I'm real stoked for modern fantasy. I think uh, I think people are going to dig it. Yeah. You know, now, if people want to pick up your past work, what other Valiant work have you done? Because I know you've done, like, Archer and Armstrong, because that was a really cool issue that, that I read. Uh, it was in the Archer and Armstrong. It was the number one trade that you wrote. Like, it was yeah. you writing, and I don't remember who did the art. So, uh, For the first one, yeah, I did 12 issues of A&A, The Adventure of Archer Armstrong. That's right. We had uh, the first arc, Dave LaFuente uh, did all mm-hmm. the artwork on. Uh, Brian Reber on colors. Ryan Wynn on inks. Uh, then the second and third arc, Mike Norton joined the team. 
he took over uh, Alan Pasolacqua on colors. And Ryan Lee did uh, not full issues, but he came in and did like um, uh, flashback sequences and um, some like weird alien world stuff. So I got a chance to work with a lot of really amazing artists on that. And uh, though it only went 12 issues, we, I feel like we told a pretty concise and complete story. So I was pretty excited about that. Now, let me ask you a question. Uh, this is going to be a bit, little bit about Valiant. Uh, I didn't read their stuff as a kid in the 80s when it came out. And all their new stuff came out. And, like, how much of the old stuff do I have to know to kind of get into the newer stuff? Or does it not Zero. matter? Okay, okay. Because it, it seemed very intimidating because Valiant had a very loyal and, like, strong fan base. And they were just kind of like, Valiant forever. And I was like, dude, I don't know, but it looks really neat. So I, I need to know nothing about Valiant to get into it. No, absolutely not. Uh, okay. And they really pride themselves, and it was something that was hammered uh, pretty hard into me the entire time I was uh, writing, that every issue could be somebody's first issue. Okay. So there's ways to very subtly uh, dole out the information required in story uh, without overwhelming somebody with unnecessary information or just huge exposition dumps, that every issue is basically is designed for the new reader in mind as That's well awesome. as... Um, yeah, entertaining the current long-time readers as well. Because I know it's harder. Know. It's harder to do than it looks. It's and actually keep it fresh. So because you yeah. did more than just Archer and Armstrong, you did uh, XO Man of War, right? Uh, I did a one-page backup story in XO. Okay, uh, that was the one that uh, got the Harvey nom for okay. uh, for humor, and and then um, Jody Hauser and I co-wrote um, Four Thousand and One Shadow Man. Okay. Uh, Derek Robertson and I did a bunch of issues of Harbinger, Renegade. Right. Uh, Juan Jose Reap was on there as well. Um, yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. And then, oh, and uh, Rye, History of the Valiant Universe. Okay. okay. So it's basically like a 22-page uh, history book of the entire Valiant Universe up to that point. Wow, that's intense. Now, now you did write the the like. Were you the first one to write the idea of uh, of Archer and Faith getting together? Because I remember that being in one of your trades. But I'm not. Oh yeah, I did. Um, that was Mike Norton on art for that one. Uh, issue five of A and A is Archer and Faith's first date. Right, However, that... like, yeah, the idea of them getting together had been seeded uh, before oh, okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Because cause I remember that that being a big deal when that came out. Because yeah, I think I think that idea originally came from Fred Van Lenty uh, uh, during his time on Archer Armstrong. He's great. Then, I like uh, it. Yeah, then, he's uh, great. Yeah, Venditti picked it up because during Exo Manowar's wedding, uh, he had Faith and Archer actually meet and uh, get to know each other. So it was an all valiant affair at the wedding. Like they all went. Oh yeah. That's cool. I'm into that. Now, you write a lot of comedy stuff. Do you find it difficult writing comedy? No, I find it difficult to not write comedy, actually, <laughs> sometimes. Uh, yeah, it's hard. Like, with Harbinger, it was such a serious book. That was one of the things I had to keep telling myself, like, this isn't the time for comedy right here. Uh, <laughs> even though all my instincts would say, this would be really funny. <laughs> but, no, it was... It was difficult um, trying to find that balance on a much more hardcore, serious book. Um, I, don't know, I think I, I think it was a good book. I, I, I think I 
probably could have made it funnier, but I don't know. It's a bunch, bunch of uh, superhero kids getting killed, so yeah, it's probably good instincts on my editor's part yeah, not to not gotta, to do that. You gotta pick your, you gotta pick your battle sometimes. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I enjoyed working, and I, I enjoyed working with Derek and Juan and all the editors. Um, but yeah, no, it was That's fun. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, I think at some point I'll probably do another Valiant book. Uh, just not sure what at this point. Oh. Is there anyone that you particularly want to do? There's a few. Uh, I don't like getting to write Rye just in that one shot was a lot of fun. So I'd love to try to explore that world a little bit more of the the future of the Valiant universe, the like the, uh, year four. Yeah, the, the four thousand two universe. That was the, that would be cool. I'd like to do something like that, or. Uh, I don't know. There, there was an old Valiant series called Bad Eggs, where it's just a bunch of dinosaurs running around. <laughs> uh, I don't know how much I would keep from the original, but I don't know. It seems fun. It's a very fun That's... title. Like, I, yeah. I like the title of it. Yeah, a bunch of wisecracking dinosaurs. Maybe they run like a bed and breakfast or something. <laughs> <laughs> With the eggs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get it. You know, it's like, yeah, it's, it sounds like one of those like early 80s comedies with the sassy southern waitress who works there. <laughs> it was... It was actually more of a uh, late '90s kind of like a Pauly Shore, uh, ah, Bill and Ted style okay. one. So maybe you, a marriage of the two, like you could have the sassy Southern waitress and then like the stoner cook dude who also works there, and then you know the dinosaur manager. <laughs> I think I think you guys are uh, coming up with comics right now. I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> my only hope is that my editor at Valiant is listening to this podcast. You know, it's gold. We can it's gold. Get- Let's get it to him, dude. Let's make yeah. it happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably dude. not. He's probably not listening. Whatever, to dude. I mean, you don't have to piss on our dreams, Kev. I mean, come on, man. That's my job. That's my yeah. job. That's, That's awesome. My... <laughs> Kevin is the anchor that holds us to reality. Oh. Unfortunately. But, what I, but you play your part well, sir. So that's all that matters. All right. And uh, Modern Fantasy Numero Uno is coming out um, June 27th. The code to order that thing from your comic shop is april uh 180030 found it because i know how to use the internet rafer thank you so much for coming on man you were a wonderful dude uh do you want to plug your twitter or your your whatever social media Patreon, anything yeah. yeah sure um yeah i'm basically plastic farm on everything so okay. my twitter handle is plastic farm my website's plasticfarm.com uh i got a patreon link on my website, I don't, I don't know it off the top of my head. I don't know if it's patreon.com slash plastic farm or slash Ray for Roberts. I can't okay. remember which one I did on that Just go to patreon.com and search. You know what? I'm on Patreon. Let me see here. I'll search Ray for yeah. Roberts, see if anything comes up. Uh, Ray for Roberts comic book. It is, there you are. You are creating comic books. And it is plastic farm. You're right. I should I should have gone with my gut. That's what I there thought it was. You know, always trust your gut, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Not mine. Mine <laughs> mine wants bad things sometimes. Well, I mean, you know, you got you got to shout out the. Well, evil, mine, mine mine wanted McDonald's the other day, and I'm still not pooping normally. Really? <laughs> no, it's bad. Now, what did you what did you get from McDonald's? Double quarter pounder. That's your own fault, oh. then. You're—I mean—that's Russian roulette. Oh yeah, no, I knew I knew exactly what I was signing up for, but I just wanted it so bad. <laughs> Every two years, I got to have the McDonald's cleanse. So, okay, it's just. It's, yeah. it's, 
when I go to and McRib wasn't even back. So. McRib. I haven't had a McRib since I was a Mick kid. Yeah, those, me neither. Every time I go to McDonald's, I just get two cheeseburgers and that's it. Because I know that's, that's just enough gross for me. Yeah. You know? It'll satisfy that salted meat craving and uh, maybe not debilitate you for an entire week. I will say their, their coffee's decent at best. It does its job. You know, like it's a dollar. I mean, it's a dollar, right? Like it, it, does, it does what it says. It, yeah. it wakes you up. Like if I want, if I have a choice of that or like a sludgy like gas station coffee, I'll drink McDonald's coffee. You know. Yeah. You know? No, I agree with you on that one. I like Seven Eleven coffee. <laughs> See, we I don't do. have we don't have Seven Eleven around here in these parts. And there's no Seven Eleven in Cincinnati, Ohio. No, sir. There's our Wawa. No, we have no Wawa either. Wow, you Since... are in the wastelands, brother. <laughs> Cincinnati, does Cincinnati have Tim Hortons? Or is that uh, too we far have, south? We have a couple Tim Hortons. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Tim Hortons is pretty good. Their coffee is decent at best. There is a Tim Hortons that me and my son go to. I have a five-year-old and we go to story time all the time. And the people who work at the Tim Hortons treat us like we're not there and they just talk cash S about all their coworkers. Oh, and, good. And people that come. That's entertaining. Yeah, so it's really fun. Like I got all the hot Tim Hortons gossip. So if you want to know, I'm, I'm the guy. Oh, good. <laughs> I don't even know what a Tim Hortons is. I've never even heard of one. It's like, it's like a Canadian Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. not bad. Like it's pretty good. They have a they have a pretty mean sausage biscuit. If you're yeah. in for a sausage biscuit, and the coffee's decent. And I tell you what, Wanda is not covering her shift. She's coming in late, and Sally is pissed off. Beatrice <laughs> better get her acts together with the uh, Tim bits. Yeah. There's going to be a. Uh... And can you believe this one lady wanted uh, an uh, egg sandwich with no bread, so they just put it in a bowl? <laughs> this is the stuff I hear about. It's really great. Timbits sounds dirty, though. That Timbits sounds- are, are donut holes. Oh. Yeah. 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 But it just They're sounds like munchkins. Dirty. Yeah. It sounds like something dirty. It just yes, does. it does. Can I get some Tim's bits? Put, my, put your Timbits all in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Right away, sir. <laughs> Well, Rafer, thank you so much for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. You are a class act. Class act. No problem. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. And uh, get that book, dude. It's coming out, so hit it up. And that was Rafer Roberts, everybody. His book called Modern Fantasy Numero Uno comes out June 27th. You can go to your local comic shop and order that now. April 18-00-30. Get that book from Dark Horse Comics. It looks pretty great, man. Do yourself a favor. Hit that up. It looks great. It's got Kristen Goodsnick art. So. She's really good, man. That Hench Girl book, like I said, that was on Scout. And then it was. Scout scooped that. I mean, uh, Dark Horse scooped that thing up from uh, Scout and put it out. And now she big time, baby. She working with Rafael Roberts, one of the finest men in comics today. Oh, no, you get the dusty rolls for, for Rafael Roberts. And it's know. really fun to hear everybody's stories about how they got in. Like, he was doing comics forever, and they just said, hey, let's make a Thanos and uh, uh, Thanos. Dark Side. And- driving a car book all right and that's boom that's really cool and people and people enjoyed it yeah it's just one more thing like what we tell uh like you guys every time listening like you never know what's gonna like land with people yeah you never that's the exact truth you never know what's gonna happen so you might as well just 
put it all out there and see what happens, you know? And make comics. Yeah. yeah make them. Exactly. Just, I mean, because, I mean, there are some ideas that are just boringly stupid and everyone will hate. But, I mean, you never, <laughs> you never know. Like, you never know. Yeah, it's true. I I think that that's really true, especially when you think about uh, like the comic market today. You could pretty much do just about anything you want to. So yeah, like, I mean, I, I, there's there's books like Shirtless Bear Fighter, which is amazing. But like, I think it's an amazing book. But I I like dumb things. So well, I mean, it's cool because you know if it doesn't get picked up by a publisher, there's always Kickstarter that you can go, and there's all kinds of routes to get things into the audience's hands, which is kind of cool, you know. Right, because you don't need permission anymore. You just make it. Just you can just go in, and people think if it's a good idea, they'll they'll fund it, and that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, so it's kind of neat, man. We live in an amazing time of of many comics. We so do, and and I enjoy a lot of comics. So it's kind of crazy because <laughs> people are like, "Oh, do you have a specific kind of comic you like? Like horror comics?" I will read. I, I mean, literally, just about anything. Like, there's not much that I that I won't put into into my into my brain space as far as comics. <laughs> you know? I will down. I will be like, oh, I'll read that. You know, and most of the time I read it, and I and I like about eighty five percent of what I read. Really? So there's very, yeah. There's very little that I'm not like. There, there's very little. I'm like, this is just garbage. Like I've had that happen <laughs> before. You know, but there's very little that 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 goes that route. Uh, but then again, on the on the flip side of that, there's very little that I go like bonkers for, like when we talk about like like the Rosenberg stuff and yeah. like you know four kids walk into a bank or uh, we can never go home, like that sort of stuff is like rare, like where I'm like, oh shit, this was so good that I wanted to read it again, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But most of the time, I'll at least like it and be like, oh, that was really cool. Or the one thing I try and avoid doing is if I meet somebody who did something that I like. Uh, like that I just liked like telling them that I really, really liked it. Cause, cause if I didn't like it, then it's, or I, I just thought it was okay. I'm not going to like go out of my way. No, and so, you shouldn't, you shouldn't like go out of your way to tell someone that you like something. Well, when I really, like, really like your stuff, I'll hunt you down and, and like pester you. That's crazy. So that's weird. It, it, it's not like stalking. I just go in and like, be like, dude, th- this book was so awesome. You're like, freaking, I like, freak out. Yeah. You're freaking me out now. No, I freak out. Yeah. I mean, I'm and freaking you out, really. A little bit. You're yeah, you're taking it too far, bro. I get excited about comics. I mean, you should though, because it's fun. Comics should get excited. You should be excited. The worst thing that can happen about a comic book is when somebody goes, "Yeah, it's all right." Like, how how was that? <laughs> I mean, it was a book, and sometimes it does happen, and that's a real bummer. Like, well, it's it, happened to us. It was really yeah. funny. Like, it's, it's been funny. We've been at a table together at what, West Virginia at Tricon. Just anywhere. I mean, how was oh, that? that? <laughs> the right. funniest thing was somebody at West Virginia read the whole Elvis Adventures number one and was like. It was all right and walked away yeah. like read the whole thing and walked away and then we both laughed i had that happen at my daughter's book fair they have a book fair at school like they have a learning literacy campaign and i've been asked to come and sell books and hang out and talk to kids about making comics and stuff and i had this one kid and i see him all the time too and it burns deep in my heart he just- <laughs> He read the entire Monty trade in front of me, the entire thing. It's three issues. It's like 90 pages worth of content. Read the entire book in front of me. He came over to the table. I was like, hey, man, how's it going? Pretty good. He's like, what's this? And I told him, he's like, oh, and read the whole thing and then put it down and looked at me. I was like, so what'd you think? He went, it was all right. And just walked away. And that's all he said. <laughs> and I see him everywhere. But the, I, take, I take solace in the fact that he read the entire thing. Yeah, if it was, if it right? was, if it wasn't just I, if it was, be- 
if it wasn't good, he would have just walked away and not yeah. read the whole thing. Maybe so, he was just yeah. trying to be like a cool fifth grader. Like it was. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he was blowing you off because it was the cool thing to do at the the book fair. You know, like, what? Uh, like, His like words. your dad's comic. It's I. It's, <laughs> it's whack. But I tell you what, though, it's it stuck with me. I always, every time I see that kid and I see him all the time, I'm like, that's the kid that read my whole book in front of me and told me it was I. <laughs> Just walked away. <laughs> I wanted to actually use that as a pull quote. It's I, fifth grader from Sans Montessori. Since that, Dude, I would have done it. You should have done it. You should have done it. Yeah, it's I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if I uh, if I get a, if I get the property back myself, I'll do that. But I don't know how my publisher would have felt about a pull quote saying it's all right. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, what I, uh, that's what I wanted to put on on the Oathbound pull quote, but I can't. I can't say this guy who's really famous in comics now had read yeah. Oathbound, and he said that, that now Bobby heard this story firsthand. It's very there. fun. And he went, and I went. He, he looked through it, and he went, ah. <laughs> Like that, and handed and handed the pages back to me, and I was like, "Is, is that what you think about it?" Yeah, pretty much. Hey, <laughs> I man, but you know what? Those are that, that's good feedback. Sometimes, you know, it was kind of a meh. He he went meh, eh. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, man, can I? I, w- I wish I could ask him if I, I asked him later if I could quote him on that, and he was like, "No, please don't." <laughs> so that's why I can't tell you who it is because I'm trying to be nice to the guy about it. But I know. Yeah, I, Bobby was there when it happened, and, and he laughed when I told him what he. We both laughed. I his laughed. Name, when he his did name it. rhymes with Rom Bing. <laughs> <laughs> just let the cat all out of the bag. No, I didn't say his name. I said it rhymes with okay. Rom Bing. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and it's still the funniest thing that's ever happened to me in comics. Right there, it was like the funniest <laughs> five minutes of my life. He's like, "Hey, can I take a look?" Like. I didn't ask him to look at them. They were underneath my arm. And yeah, he was like, oh, so is he that asked to look and then shot and then me- And then met and then met me. Yeah, it was great. It was the best. Because I, <laughs> hold- I was holding one of his books to- for him to sign. Oh, uh, for okay. Some- for someone else back at-, at Heroes and Villains. Like, I actually have his books, but I didn't bring them with me. And it was for someone else. And I was like, oh, like, can you, can you throw an autograph on these? And he was like, yeah, sure. So he did it. And he's like, is that art you're holding underneath your arm? I was like, yes, it is. Oh, okay. So you probably wanted to see your awesome art and he got stuck with some whack story. <laughs> that's why he was all mad. <laughs> this. Uh, that's like, you wrote this? Meh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll say man because you're standing there, but I mean, let's be real. Needs work, kid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember when I first put out 41, I sent it to a some review pod and i sent it out to a review pod and this review podcast spent like 40 minutes talking about how much my book sucked wow it was awesome i listened to the whole thing i was like wow these dudes are killing me but i mean was that the one i was on with mike no i'm kidding no no. (laughs) this was this was the first first issue that that got they were just unimpressed they were not wowed by it this thing and i was like hey you know that was my first dose of like wow dude people are pretty hardcore that's pretty brutal yeah yeah i wish i could find the i wish i could find it and let you listen to it but it was on a twitter account that i no longer use and all that and i like i remember tweeting the link i'd be like hey they talked about my book and before i listen to it i'll never make that mistake again (laughs) (laughs) i remember expecting to get bad reviews when we first put out uh the oathbound comics i expected i expected i insulated for it and we didn't really get any Terrible. Dude, Kevin, I got, I mean, they, I got slaughtered. <laughs> I mean, they spent, I mean, 30 minutes just talking about how crappy my book was. And they were just, 
ruthless. They were ruthless. I, they were killing me, dude. Cold-blooded! It was, it was intense. It was That's intense. Bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that happened to you. Well, whatever, man. I mean, I don't care. It's, I mean, it's if I if if it hurt my feelings, I wouldn't have told you about it, would I? No, I wouldn't have said a word about it. They crushed me, dude. But 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 you still sold the book, so and people st- and I know people that liked it. So yeah, I mean, I liked it. I mean, it was fun, but it was definitely like a um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, a learning experience. Cold blooded. It was hard. <laughs> It's called time blues, baby. <laughs> uh, I mean, they was they was ruthless. Here we go. I found it right here. Uh, Stingpin is the guy's uh, Twitter handle. I found the. I'm trying to see if I can find the link of where he just crushed me. Uh, <laughs> because I want you to listen to it. This dude was. I mean, he was just. I mean, he was mortarizing. It was me. just one dude just crushing your. It was two guys. Like these two oh. guys were talking about, and they were just. I mean, it was ruthless. Gosh, <laughs> it was fine. I don't care. <clears throat> I'm trying I to. Find it, I just find it like really weird if when people do that. Oh, why? I mean, like, I asked for the review. I was like, hey, man, uh, can you review my book? Because I knew they, they reviewed a bunch of books, like indie books. And when you're trying to get your name out there and you're trying to do some stuff, I mean, you'll go anywhere to get a review, to get somebody no, that's true. to talk that's about true. your stuff. And, like, they talked about it, and they were unimpressed, to say the least. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it builds character, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, It'll be alright. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. Yeah. Be At least you found me. <laughs> and they even tweeted like they even hey we discussed your comic this week and then they just housed it like so they tagged me <laughs> like they wanted me to hear it son. <laughs> I find that really funny for some odd reason. That's ruthless. They're like we we housed you here and yeah. uh, here's and, and here's our review of us telling you how bad you suck. Yeah, dude. That's 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 brutal. Yes, they they hate said here's the tweet. It says at forty one comic. We discussed your comic this week, and here it is. And then mine was thanks for the review and the breakdowns. Give me something to think about. Thanks for the help out. They were just ruthless. They just were. But I, but I would say you handled that well. I mean, I'm a pro, dude. I mean, it's not the first time I've been dissed. What am I gonna say? I'm trying to see if this dude still does his podcast, but I don't see it anywhere. Apparently they were too brutal too often. They were just they were just <laughs> terrible to me. <laughs> what is your goal on your podcast? To review comics, to hear the lamentations of the creators, <laughs> and see them do it before me. <laughs> yeah, that's what kind of happened. And then they were gone. So that's yeah. what happens when you're too yeah. brutal. Yeah, but it was cool, man. Whatever, whatever, dog. Um, but yeah, dude, so that's the podcast. Thanks for listening. Ray for Roberts was wonderful. And uh, I guess we'll be back next week with more silly fun. You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast, thewordbros.com. <laughs>